Please pray with me. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. We thank you for your love. We thank you that you have crafted each of us. That you have made us in your image. That you have a plan for each and every one of us, even before you formed us in the womb. Lord, I pray that you would reveal that to us. And what you have revealed to us, that you would give us the power to do what you want us to do. We thank you for your word that speaks these words of truth to us. So that we can keep our focus on you. In Jesus' name, amen. For Cheeries and, and, and my honeymoon, someone graciously financially helped us out to be able to go on a cruise from Manhattan down to the Bahamas. And we had, a, we had a great time, but for anybody here who has been on a boat for an extended period of time, maybe you've had a similar experience to this. When you got home, for about a week, we would experience these sensations where at random times we would feel like we were still on a rocking ship. Anybody experience, Noel, have you experienced that? When you'd be at home from the Navy on break? You, well, you'd be on land and you just feel like you're on, you'd have the sensation where you would be on a rocking ship, even though you obviously weren't. You'd be walking around the house and all of a sudden your brain would trick you into feeling like the house had just rocked one way and back. It's a very weird experience, right, for anybody, for anybody who's experienced that. I couldn't imagine going through life where that constantly happened. Where one moment you felt comfortable on solid ground and the next your whole world was rocking back and forth. Now what does this have to do with what we're talking about today? We're gonna, you, we'll find out as we work through this fruit of the Spirit known as patience. Some of you thought to yourself, oh, this is the wrong day to come to church today. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about patience. The first point that we're going to talk about as we look through this, at this fruit of the Spirit is what is it? Let's read what this fruit of the Spirit is. Galatians chapter 5, verse 22. We read it together, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, and then what it says is patience. <clears throat> now here it's translated in the English as patience. That's how we know it as. The word patience in and of itself, though, is not an inaccurate way of describing it. But here's the problem. <clears throat> the problem is that we think we know what patience is. We see that and we say, aha, I know what that is. I'm not very good at it, but I know what that is. The problem is that we affix a human definition to the word patience. We as humans think, here's the problem, we as, pa as humans think that patience can have an end. It must end somewhere, right? We think it can run out. We think it only needs to last a certain amount of time. Then we pass that point, then we can blow up at someone. But hey, if I gave it enough time, if I put my work in with patience, I, I'm excused, and now I can blow up at that person. They've, they've had enough time <laughs> to fix whatever they're doing, and now I can blow up at them. Here's the thing, though. Just like with love, joy, and peace, we must get rid of any human preconception we have about patience. Just take it out, get rid of it. All right, let's see what God's 
definition of patience is. With love, joy, and peace, are those characteristics humanly sourced, humanly limited, and therefore uh, human have, has, have a human definition and understanding? No. They all start with God, and they're all defined by who God is. You want to know what love looks like? Look at God. You want to know what joy looks like? Look at God. You want to know what peace looks like? Look at God. And it's the same with patience. As such, we cannot see patience as we often see it, as defined and limited by a human perspective. We must radically change our mindset, remove any human connection, and replace it completely. We need to completely replace it with looking at God as the definition of peace, uh, of patience. It's as surprising as it was to Peter when Peter asked Jesus how many times he had to forgive someone before he didn't have to anymore and was looking for a reasonable number of times after which he could excuse away not forgiving someone. Well, Jesus saw right through that, right? And he gave Peter an impossibly high threshold of needing to forgive someone before he could even think about not forgiving them. It's the same with patience. We as humans think that as long as we give a reasonable amount of patience towards someone, reasonable, then we can excuse away blowing up at them eventually. We're always looking for an excuse, like Peter was, in, in, in wondering how many times he had to forgive somebody. We're always looking for that excuse. When can I not be patient with this, with this person anymore? We're always looking for a way out. But patience must be seen the way that God sees it and the way that God shows it. And I know I'm not speaking for myself when I say thank God that patience, that God does not see patience the way that I see it. Let's put it this way. The way you act and react towards someone you have very little patience for, is that the way that you want God to see and respond to you? I think every single one of us is, oh man, I hope not. With impatience, with annoyance, with irrationally blowing up at you? Who here wants God to respond to them with impatience, annoyance, and irrationally blowing up at you? All right, that's good that I'm not seeing any hands here. Of course not. That's why we need to remove what we think patience is and what the allowable limitations are on it and completely replace it with how God sees it. And you say, well, I'm not God. But what are we talking about here? We're talking about a fruit that God is to be growing in us, right? So what is Paul referring to here? The Greek word used here is a combination of two root words. The first root word is a, is a word meaning to be rash, get heated up, or have rage. 
The second root word is a word meaning far off or distant. In other words, to be patient means that impulsive, rash, and strong reactions to something or someone is far off or distant from you. It's never close by or right around the corner. As you need a telescope to get a good look at the stars because they're so far away, so far away from you should be a rash, heated, intensely emotional reaction to a situation or person. That's what this word means. As one biblical scholar pointed out, and I quote, if in English we had an adjective long-tempered as a counterpart to short-tempered, then patience could be called the quality of being long-tempered, which is a quality of God. See, patience is a way of life. It doesn't come and go depending on the person or the situation. That wouldn't be patience now, would it? Patience is a lifelong cultivation of a way of life that meets every person in every situation the same way. In what way? These other synonyms will help us understand the word patience better. Here are some other meanings of patience that you could substitute these words for. Endurance, constancy, steadfastness, and perseverance. Those are words that mean the exact same as patience. Here's where we connect to our opening illustration. Basing your level of patience on the person or situation is living like you're on a rocking ship. Not having any anchor to your level of emotion or limit to your response. It just goes back and forth, back and forth, depending on who the person is and depending on what the situation is. No one really knows how you're going to react. You're always ready to erupt, depending on the stress level of the situation. But having biblical patience is keeping both feet on solid ground. Nothing phases you. Nothing throws you off. Nothing forces you to have extreme emotional responses to people or situations. It's very close to that fruit of peace that we talked about last week, right? There's a reason for this. True patience is based on the same trust in God that peace is based on. There's a constancy, a steadfastness, an anchoredness the two go hand in hand because they are both based on the same person. And as the Bible says, God cannot contradict himself. Jeremiah 17 explains this very well. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose trust is the Lord. For he will be like a tree planted by the water that extends its roots by a stream and will not fear, will not blow up, will not lose patience when the heat comes, but its leaves will be green and it will not be anxious in a year of drought, 
nor cease to yield fruit. There's this steadfastness, this anchoredness to trusting in God. That kind of anchored living is manifested in a life of consistent, steadfast patience towards every person in every situation. Why? How can that be the life that God wants for us? Because it's all based on a calm and complete trust in God. That's why. And that's how God wants it for us. It's all based on a calm and complete trust in God. That's how we can always have a peaceful state of mind. And that peaceful state of mind flows into a life of Holy Spirit-empowered patience and steadfastness. All these fruits of the Spirit flow into and are directly connected to one another, similar to our study of the Ten Commandments we just covered in our evening services lately. The cultivation and growth of peace flows seamlessly into the outgrowth of patience. The calm and constant trust in God, His sovereignty, His love, and His plan causes peace of mind and with that peace of mind we have no reason to respond to anything or anyone other than out of that peaceful calm and constant trust in God see how it's all connected when you react out of impatience what is that really is it mere annoyance is it frustration is it pride? What is it? Or do you react out of a calm trust in God, His goodness, and His sovereignty? The next time you find yourself in a situation where your patience is running out, ask yourself the question, is how I'm about to react out of a calm trust in God or something else. Other, god other godly characteristics are connected to this calm patience. We've already referenced one of them, and that's forgiving someone 70 times 7. Another one is not seeking revenge towards someone else. Another one is not being anxious about anything. And all of these, in turn, connect right back with that steadfast trust in God. So we looked at what, what patience is. What is it, really? And secondly, what does it look like? What does it look like on an everyday basis? We've looked at what patience is. At the heart of it is a calm trust in God. But what does patience look like on an everyday basis? What can it also look like? And this will help us respond with patience in every situation and with every person we interact with. One biblical scholar has divided up the fruits of the Spirit into three triads. The first triad, which we finished up last week, are the three fruits of love, joy, and peace. Those are primarily inner fruits. That is, these are fruits that the Holy Spirit grows in us as believers as he does all the fruits, Paul lists. 
But as God is the source of all of these fruits, in turn, these inner fruits are then manifested outward in the second portion of, of the next set of the triad of fruits. In other words, the fruits of love, joy, and peace flow into, for instance, what patience looks like outward. That speaks volumes. What does that tell us? It tells us that patience is not passive, doesn't it? It tells us that patience is not passive. Patience is not just thinking, all right, I'm just going to sit here and keep my mouth shut and not say anything. Let's see how long this lasts. That's not patience because that's passive The fruit of patience is shown to others in the first triad of the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, and peace. That's what it looks like. So patience is shown in love. Patience not only just deals with a person, but patience acts in love. Patience continues to serve that person that rubs us the wrong way. Patience is thinking of that person as more important than yourself. Would you say that Jesus was patient with his disciple Peter? (laughs) Definitely. But Jesus did not just grin and bear it with Peter, did he? No, he continued to show love and understanding towards Peter. Even after Peter denied knowing Jesus three times, Jesus still came back to Peter after his resurrection and reiterated his love for Peter. Jesus still reiterated his plan for Peter and support for Peter's calling to shepherd the coming church. Jesus never gave up on Peter. That's loving patience. I know that each of us can look back on our lives and see God patiently loving us, right? That same patient love that we can see God showing to us on an everyday basis, guess what? Must be shown by us to others on an everyday basis. That's why it's a fruit of the Spirit. See, we can't just enjoy God's patience towards us and then not show that to anybody else or else it wouldn't be a fruit of the Spirit. Similarly, patience is joyful. We talked about how patience is love. Patience is also joyful. The fruit of the Spirit of patience cannot be wrought in misery, can it? It's not supposed to be. True patience does not contradict the other fruit of the spirit of joy. True patience does not contradict the other fruit of the spirit of joy. Our steadfast patience with someone or a situation must be connected with joy for all the fruits are connected. One biblical scholar even pointed out that the word used at the beginning of Galatians 5.22 for fruit is singular. 
but the fruit of the Spirit is, and then he goes on and lists them. That word is singular. Meaning that all of that what follows is wrapped up in the singular growth that the Holy Spirit makes in us. Because of that, joy and patience must be seen as one as well. Patience must be pursued in love, and patience must be pursued in joy. We must get rid of this notion that patience can be mixed with misery and last. It's not going to last if you mix it with misery, is it? That is not the way that God designed patience. Patience must go hand in hand with joy. Have you ever thought about it like that? That patience must go hand in hand with joy. While we cultivate patience with one another, at the same time we must cultivate joy with one another. Even if someone rubs us the wrong way or does something we don't agree with, with, that doesn't give us license to start picking at all the things we don't agree with that person or don't like about that person. This is going to sound crazy. But did you know that you can disagree with someone and still show joyful, patient love with that person? That's what God wants to grow each and every one of us into. That is how a church lasts through the thick and thin. It lasts because each of its family members show patience towards one another, and it lasts because that patience is grown in joy. You can still find something to be joyful about with with another person you may disagree on a topic with. You can and should still find something to worship God for, thank Him for, and be joyful about with everyone in every situation you interact with. Because those are the fruits of the Spirit. Remember, what is joy? Joy is the recognition and awareness of God's above and beyond grace towards you on an everyday basis. That's what joy is. A recognition and awareness of God's above and beyond grace towards you on an everyday basis. There is no limit to that, is there? And since there is no limit to that, there should be no limit towards the joyful patience we show to others. At the very least, there should be a joy that exists that's connected to the knowledge of how good, loving, and patient towards you, that God is towards you, which should then flow into the patience you show to others. That's at the very least. Thirdly, our patience must be shown in peace, or else it's really not patience. It must be shown in love, or else it's it's really not patience. Patience must be shown with joy or else it's not really patience. And patience must be shown with peace or else it's not really patience. One cannot claim to be patient with someone and then be instigating conflict with them. That's not patience. The inner peace from the Holy Spirit that God gives to us must then be manifested in outward patience towards others. 
In other words, as, as we've been talking about, that steadfast, calm trust in God flows over into a selfless attitude of desiring reconciliation with anyone there is conflict with. If we must trust God with the big life changes, we must trust God with the provision in our life, and we must trust God with the growth in our lives, then we must trust God with our relationships, that He is working in their life as much as He's working in our life, and that He loves them even more than, when, than we feel like it, and He will work everything out for good if we're seeking to show others the same love and patience that God shows to us. Just like with the previous triad of fruits, patience cannot be dependent on the situation or person being interacted with. Just like with the other fruits, it can't or it couldn't be actual patience. It must be rooted beyond ourselves. It must be rooted beyond our situations. And it must be rooted beyond other people. It must be rooted in God's love, God's joy, and God's peace. That's what patience must be rooted in. Like trials, here's another crazy thought. Like trials, let's joyfully look for opportunities to show patience towards others. So I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't like that. I thought I should be running away from situations where I have to show patience towards others. But like trials, as James says, we should look for opportunities in joy to show patience towards others because you know what that means? It means that we're looking for opportunities for God to grow this fruit of the Spirit in us. Like the other fruits of the Spirit, patience is an incredible force to either lead people to Christ or with the lack of it, push people away from Christ. Think about the last person you showed lack of patience with. Think about the last person you showed lack of patience with. Have you reconciled with that person? Are you being a good witness the kingdom of Christ towards that person with how patient you are towards them or lack of it. If I, as with the other fruits, this is going to sound like a familiar question, as with the other fruits, if I gathered everybody that you knew, person you're married to, people you work with, the people you live around, the friends you hang out with, and I asked them, is, is this person, is so-and-so, a patient person? What would their response be? Is this person a patient person? I see a lot of people fidgeting around right now. feel uncomfortable. Good! <laughs> That's what God's Word is supposed to do sometimes. Is your growth of patience bringing others closer to the God of all patience? Or is your lack of it pushing them further away from the God of all patience? You might, you might say, that's not who I am. 
doesn't matter. We're all to be made into the likeness of Christ. We should be known as the longest-tempered people on the face of the planet. Somebody thinks of you, they should say, that's a long-tempered person. That is a steadfast, calm, constant, patient person. Because they believe in a steadfast, patient, calm God. We should be the most unfazed, steadfast, anchored people that others see and say, How are you so patient? We need to be the most unfazed, steadfast, anchored people because we have our full and complete unwavering trust in Almighty God who himself is unfazed, steadfast, and anchored. This is what I want to close our time with this morning. Ephesians chapter 4. Therefore I, the prisoner of the Lord, implore you, to walk in a manner worthy of the calling with which you have been called. How are we to walk in a manner with, uh, wor- worthy of the calling which we, which we have been called? Here's how. With all humility and gentleness, with patience, showing tolerance for one another in love, being diligent to preserve the unity of the Spirit in the bond. Oh, there's another fruit of the Spirit, of peace. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this very powerful, somewhat uncomfortable portion of Scripture that we cover today. I pray that you would, all, that you would be working in all of us, I know that all of us, myself included, I think we all have a problem with this. And we all have a lack of it from time to time. So Lord, I pray that we would see patience as an important fruit that we ought to seek to have grown in our lives as a fruit of the Spirit. And that we would joyfully look for opportunities for that fruit of the Spirit to be grown in us. I pray that reconciliation would be made and that unity would be upheld and that we would all grow into the body of Christ. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. You might